Hello and welcome to another raving reviewed episode of the Inquisitive Players Podcast. Are you uh are, are you assuming <laughs> it's going to be ravely reviewed or are you you speaking it into existence? I you know what? <laughs> Both. Both. Cause I, I know for a fact that my mother in law listens to this and she loves every episode, so rave reviews all around. <laughs> Regardless, welcome in to another episode of the Inquisitive Players Podcast. I am your host, Josh, and as always, my co-host and other worldly titles of a man, Steve, is with me. Steve, how you doing today? I'm doing good, but better now that you're here. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Love it. Shower me with compliments today. (laughs) I'm I'm feeling great. Feeling great. (laughs) Um, Today's episode is going to be... A very exciting episode. Uh, I have been kind of jumping for joy for the past week or so, knowing that this one was coming up. Um, We're going to be talking about holiday games and uh, games that are don't don't use holidays as the focus, but more of like they use um, you know kind of like the the values of the holidays to bring something a little extra to the game. so you're not going to hear me be like, oh, uh, we're going to talk about Frosty the Snowman, the video game. It's not going to be stuff like that. It's going to be uh, games that are on their own but incorporate holidays um, into what they are bringing to the table. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's just the right time. You know, the holiday season or the big holiday season is right around the corner. So what better, what better time than to talk about games that are involving the holidays um and with that being said um steve i'm actually interested because we haven't really talked about this a lot in our long long tenured friendship um what uh what what holidays do you tend to gravitate to like what which ones do you hold dearest to your heart uh so all right so my favorite holiday is probably thanksgiving um, okay. and that is, uh, mostly you know, my family's relatively large, uh, very Mexican. Um, and so, uh, you know, since my dad is, my dad is white, uh, my mother is Mexican, uh, essentially we started celebrating, uh, Thanksgiving with, with all of my mom's side of the family. Cause that's everyone who lives close by. And, uh, so we're, you know, Mexico doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving doesn't get right. celebrated in Mexico. It's a, it's a U.S. and Canada thing, although Canada does it on the wrong date for some reason. Um, whoa, uh, whoa. Uh, Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> shots fired, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, but uh, so so just it was always like a nice excuse to kind of get everyone in the family together. Um, I feel like when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it quite as much. Now that I'm older, I don't see everyone as often. Uh, you know, mm. it's definitely like my favorite time to, to go down to San Diego uh, see everyone and then just, uh, celebrate, especially now that there's a lot of kids in the family again. I like it. What about you? Like what it. are you into? I mean, I, I can't argue with you. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think, uh, you know, cause you, there's really what you have like three holidays in like a month span, right? You got, you have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas, you have New Year's. If you want to throw Halloween in to throw in an extra like month, you know, there's four holidays in in two months right right um, and and there's hanukkah for our uh jewish uh right. friends and family 
Right. I did not mean to omit. Yeah, I mean, there's also what? There's uh, Kwanzaa is around this I'll, time, I'll too. be honest. I, I don't know much about Kwanzaa, so uh, if, so, if <laughs> okay. someone does, please educate right. me. I'd love to be educated. I mean, that is that is fair. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of holidays within this two-and-a-half-month span that we are not mentioning and that we don't know of. And we're not omitting, which is we just don't have any ideas. But, um, you know, growing up, just like any, maybe not just like any um, American kind of kid, the the onus was put on Christmas. So Christmas was always like the the biggest thing. And both of my parents' families are relatively large, you know, talking about, I mean, not, I can't imagine compared to a Mexican family, uh, my, my entire family is, is Italian. So yeah. we're, the, we're yeah. big the, in the, the sense those of those families big, can but, be big. Yeah. So, you know, Christmas was growing up like a three day event where the 23rd, you go one place and see 35 people. Uh, the 24th, you pick one of the grandparents' houses, depending on, you know, whatever family you're going to. You see the 20 to 25 people on that family. Um, and then Christmas Day, you, of course, spend the morning with your with your intimate family. And... Uh, then in the afternoon slash dinner time, you go to the other grandparents' house or the other side of the family's house for a Christmas dinner evening hangout and see the other twenty five people. So you know it was a. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of hopping. It's, it's a lot of driving. It sounds like a lot of driving. It's a, yes, it's a very tiring, tiring holiday, and that that still persists uh, even now in my early adulthood years. Um, but you know. It's more of a choose your own uh, destination kind of a thing now, where it's like, okay, well, I can get to this one. I'm not going to go to that one. Got other things to do, and of course, of course, you know, my wife, she has her all her stuff with her family too, so we have to figure out where we're going. Right. Um, but I mean, so I was, I'm, I'm not the kind of person to jump at. You know, I'm going to go to 85 places in three days. So I actually also had thanksgiving as my kind of like favorite holiday and it still still is still is um i just think the this the the sense of family i don't know if it's greater compared to to christmas but like i don't know everybody just seems to be more like let's just all hang out and like hug right and just be like really like cozy and comfy you know and christmas is christmas is the same way but it's more like cheery and like, oh yeah, like this is great. I got you this thing. Like, oh, let's like use it, and then like let's talk about like next year and what we're gonna do differently. And it's like, okay, like love it, but like I don't don't need don't so, need that don't need that. At all least the for time. me, <laughs> I've always felt that Christmas is for the kids, right? Uh, and once you're no longer it is, once you're no longer one of the kids, um, it changes your experience with Christmas changes. Um, and I don't have any kids of my own personally, like uh, at this time, so. Uh, you know, it's as an adult, Christmas is just different. Uh, you go, you know, I go yeah. visit my parents, my wife's parents. Um, we, we spend time with the rest of our family, but the focus is still really on the kids. And as much as I love those kids, right. it's, it's just not quite the same because it doesn't mean as much to me. You know, it's great to see the kids mm -hmm, grow up mm -hmm. and see them enjoy everything. But at Thanksgiving, it's just kind of about right. everybody. It's about the collective. It's about the whole 
Um, and that's kind of where I yeah. really have felt the difference. Um, because I have, like, I, I loved Christmas growing up. Uh, we had our own little traditions. Um, we, I, we didn't spend a whole three day thing, but we normally did Christmas Eve with my mom's side of the family, which was like 30 to 40 people. Mm-hmm. And then we would go, uh, visit, you visit with some people on my dad's side of the family, which was like two people. Um, so, okay. you know, we did, you know, Christmas day with my dad's family, Christmas Eve with my mom's family. And then, uh, and then that was it. But like Thanksgiving, it was just the, both sides of the family. They'd come in, um, and they'd really like convene with my immediate family so my parents hosted both sides of the family mm. and um it's actually it's, it's actually one of the thing the great things about um thanksgiving also is uh being that like most of my family is from mexico uh and they don't celebrate thanksgiving we're not competing with other families thanksgiving celebrations right for christmas oh, you're competing yeah, with everyone's fair. uh christmas celebrations. so for me it's it's actually extra meaningful because everyone shows up right everyone shows up to the one thanksgiving celebration whereas like as we've gotten older you know this cousin is over with their wife or husband and this cousin's with their Mm -hmm. family and 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 so it's uh you know everyone kind of gets spread out but in my family not for thanksgiving oh i love it and you know and that's and that's great and that totally makes sense and i just think it's funny how how different holiday experiences are between people like it's just it's it's just incredible and i I love hearing the different stuff that happens and how things are you know put together and decided upon like i I think you know you know what else is Um, great is how that spirit can also be captured within a video game oh (laughs) snap dropping mics dropping mics man making me look like a fool over here whoa whoa you are right though and uh Today's today's games that we will be talking about, I think they all, uh, I think they all hit. At least the ones that I'm gonna be talking about, they all hit a different kind of like heartstring, you know, connected to uh, holidays. So I think uh, I think it's gonna be fun, and uh, I do want to say before we get into the games that it is a bit ironic, at least for me. Because uh, holiday season is like the slow season for me for playing video games, so the fact that the fact that we're talking about uh, holiday themed or games that have to do with holidays, like it's like I I probably didn't play any of these games during the holiday seasons, so like maybe three or four months after they came out, if they came out during the holiday season, so it's just kind of ironic we're talking about games. During a period in which I don't really play games as much because there's so much going on. So I just thought that was funny. So how many... So I guess to clarify, uh, we're, we're again, we're we're talking about games that happen to have holidays in them. And not necessarily games with holiday events. Or how, how are you seeing this? Yeah, so yes. So that is a distinction, right? So, so like if something in... Uh, let's put it this way, right? But like you are an you are an avid Overwatch player, and from what I know, Overwatch has a pretty bomb Christmas event every year. Right. So to me, that can't be included in in this list because it's something that's like added into what the okay. game is. 
So it's like an addition to it. It's like, oh, cool. It's like it's the holiday season. We'll add this into the game. Whereas, like, um, what what I've been thinking of in terms of what we'll be talking about today are games that have the holiday incorporated into the story or, like, what the game is. Like, already. You know, like, it's part of, like, the narrative, almost, um, of it. So, um, I'm just going to kick it off right now okay. with my first one. I have four. Okay. There are four games, um, and they span a couple different genres, so they're not all, like, the same kind of game. Uh, there are two that are similar, so I'll probably start with those. Um, and my first one is Batman. Oh, that, that one was also on my list. Um... That game was definitely the first time where i was like oh wow they used they used christmas so well with this game even though they don't really do anything with christmas other than it takes place on christmas yeah it's it's, it's a christmas game it's 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 a christmas game right like the whole the whole game is 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 a christmas game in the same way die hard is a christmas movie arkham origins is a christmas game right exactly and it's like you know, I don't want to be like, oh, it's like the diehard. It is. It is the diehard games for Christmas, video but it, like, games. it's like the diehard of video games, which is great. Which is great. Um, and for those that don't know, Arkham Origins is like the adjacent, like step sibling to Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman right. Arkham City, and Batman Arkham Knight. Um, it's not. It, it's not made by the same developers as those That's why three it's games, not as good. But cor- <laughs> correct, yeah. To, to be bl- to be blunt about it, correct. That is exactly why it's not as good. But um, they did do a lot of really really cool things in it. Um, they uh, they pretty much put Gotham City under snow, and they used Christmas Eve as a plot device for the story of the game. And uh, the whole game is about getting and apprehending the Joker, who you don't know at the time is supposed to be Batman's first time meeting the Joker in that game. Um, But you pretty much have to go around this snowy city and figure out why this, like, mad clown is blowing up uh, buildings and and whatnot. (laughs) And he's just like... They they just use him so well. The Joker is such a good villain to use as a as a just a holiday. I don't even know what I want to say word wise, but like he's just he's so good as an additive to like holiday stuff because like he's already a Halloweeny kind of character because he's a a clown with makeup on and he's creepy. Um, but like you add in the fact that he like sings jingle bells. And like you know, he he uses like ornaments and stuff in the game to like. I I mean, the just man like just likes to, to party. Fact, it's so he's, he's 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 he oh he's so bubbly. So he's the life of the party everywhere he goes. And why not be the life of the party for Christmas? Right. Right. Who doesn't want the Joker right. showing up at their holiday Christmas party for work? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd have to be a very specific kind of holiday party for him to come. But yeah, would definitely want him to be there. Um, 
And he also, I mean, and I think the way that they wrote it too is just so, so good. Because um, they, you know, they they pay attention to the fact that it is an, indeed Christmas Eve. Like, you know, that's the whole story. It takes place on that night. But they never like throw it in your face too much to where you're like, okay, shut up about the fact that it's Christmas Eve. Like every single kind of plot point that lets you progress through the story it's like oh yeah like yeah it's you know it's christmas eve like oh that's why that thing's being used or like oh yeah sure that's why this building's like dressed up and like you know why you have to go in this entrance or whatnot because you know everything's shut down or you know whatever it is and it's oh that's I, i just when i think of holiday games arkham origins is always the first one where i'm like oh yeah like that's a that's a holiday and, game right there, and they did it. Very, and I will very say, well, I think so. uh, it's used as a very fun plot device in the sense that um, it reminds everyone how not everyone enjoys their holidays, right? Like like bad things still happen on the holidays, and not True. everyone gets to True. be at home with their family to enjoy them, right? Batman doesn't take a day off. That includes on Christmas Eve. He's he's not hanging yes. out with Alfred. He's not he's not with the Robins. He's out there protecting everybody, right? And that's that's the case for a lot of people. There's always someone out there working, whether it's the poor people who have to work at McDonald's, right? Well, I don't know why McDonald's can't close on a on Christmas. Um, you know, police officers and first responders, right? They're also out there during Christmas. And not just that, but like statistically, a lot of crimes happen over the holidays. Uh, um, yes. So I, I feel like true. that's another thing where it's just kind of like, yeah, even on Christmas, people are still committing crimes. We could we could do a whole we could do a whole episode about that Batman Arkham series with this game included, just because it's like they did so much good stuff in it, and they, you know, of course there were things that they should have done to make it incredible, but like they did so much good stuff with it, and it's actually it's actually really it was kind of smart of me to start with this one. Not only for the fact that you have it on your list, but it's a great segue into the second game uh, that I want to I have to a feeling I know about. what this game is. It's also going to be on my list because I just played it. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe it is then. Maybe it is. Um, and I think it's great. And this is the one that it's actually similar kind of to uh, Batman Arkham Origins. But this one in- includes two holidays in its game and it does it very well as well and the game i'm talking about is spider-man miles morales yes yes yeah ah i was right i actually i just finished it just the other day um i will oh so good i i I finally decided to start playing it because uh you know since since spider-man 2 was released then i I, i'm already so behind on games i eventually want to play that as well but uh, i need to make sure i finished miles morales first yeah, and I mean it's like, and this uh, this has nothing to do with the holiday specific stuff, but like the way that Insomniac released the game, pretty much didn't like put a huge onus on the fact that like you needed to pretty much play it in order to continue the storyline. I know they mentioned it in a couple of articles or whatnot, but like the 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 feeling I got when the game released was that they're like, oh yeah, it was gonna be like a DLC for Spider Man. But, like, there's enough, like, different stuff that we just made it its own game. Which I thought was cool. And then to find out that it's like, oh, hey, like, yeah, like, 
there's some like storylines and stuff that are going to carry over into the second game for Spider-Man. So like you should probably play it. <laughs> it's like, "Oh wow, that that's it's pretty neat how they didn't like try to jam it down everybody's throats. They're like, this, there was just cool stuff and uh, you know, so we just expanded on it and we just, you know, made it its own thing." And the, um, the thing about it though is if 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 Miles is going to be present in Spider-Man 2, right? To me, like I feel like I need to know that character um right intimately right. since since they have that option available right and they did a really good job in the game um essentially introducing and delivering miles as a character his family background and like you know the, his close connections to the people that make up his extended family and how he thinks about things in the world and why he makes decisions that he does. Yeah. And it's very, very well done. It was, it was a little short compared to the first Spider-Man game. So like the fact that you say it was, it was extra content that they wanted to add in, but they decided to make a whole game out of it. It kind of makes sense, but it was still so well fleshed out. There were so right. many great kind of like, uh, side missions and side work to do that I found so enjoyable that I oftentimes can find very tedious in these types of mm-hmm. games, right? Uh, web slinging around the city, trying to find specific objects. Like it's fun for a little bit, but it can get tedious. But in this case, I think they did such a good job of incorporating all of those small tasks into the story and to the character building of Miles and the rest of his family and friends. Just chasing around, uh, chasing around the different audio recordings that Miles's uncle leaves, right? Yes allowing miles to learn more about his father and his uncle and their time when they were younger to me adds so much to the story while just kind of giving you something to do while doing something that batman had already been doing for a decade right before that game came out with all of the riddler clues and stuff like that just kind of going around the city and looking for specific items and doing specific tasks but making it tie into the story a lot better give a lot more background into the character that you probably otherwise wouldn't have gotten. It's it's true. Um and so the two holidays that they that they put into the game and are a big proponent of or component I should say. Um a big component of the storyline is um Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it kind of spans I think Timeline wise, it, I think the game takes place over a couple months, so it does make sense. Yes. Um, but yeah, so you know, Miles is also from a you know mixed family. I believe his his father is is black, African. I don't. I, I, yeah. What term should we I? Use, I think I it's guess? okay to say he's black. I... Okay. So Miles' dad is black. His mother is Puerto Rican. Right, I was gonna say I can't remember. It's Spanish, one of the Spanish ones. I could yes. not remember which so one. She, it was, she's so she's Puerto Rican, not to be confused with Cuban, like the right. video game makers and Insomniac did uh, when they included <laughs> the Cuban flag in Spider-Man Two. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that controversy. Yep. So yeah. So there's a lot of. Um, so actually, there's a, one of the main, one of the main missions, and you just it so you can you know call me off if i'm incorrect but i believe one of the main missions literally takes place on thanksgiving day 
and there's a whole like background uh, world building narrative cutscene of Miles like sneaking back into his apartment that he lives with his mother at, and uh, his two friends were there. And, like, his mother's just, like, bringing the turkey out. They're literally using Thanksgiving as a plot device to, like, forward the story, you know, catch up on other NPC characters' backgrounds. And, like, it was it was kind of incredible. And with Miles' specific skill set, because he has different powers than Peter does as Spider-Man, he essentially, he doesn't save Thanksgiving, but he allows Thanksgiving to um, continue on and have nothing go wrong with, with the meal. And then they, you know, continue to reminisce about right family and right. lost loves and things of that nature. So it's just, that was very touching. I do remember when I played it, just being like, oh, wow, like this is a really, like it's a sad moment because of like what's being said and like, you know, the story's being told, but I'm like, a really touching moment and it was it was done very well that scene is so good uh just because you it's it's a, it's a very real moment right it's it's right it's away from spider-man necessarily it's just miles as a person and it's i think something that at least for me i easily forget with peter all the time is that peter right is always Spider-Man, the same way that bruce wayne is always batman right but miles is kind of a person first he is Miles Morales before he is Spider-Man. And I think this moment really kind of shows that. Whereas, you know, like I said, with, with Peter Parker, right, he, we see him more as, as Spider-Man than we do anything else. Especially in this game where yeah. Peter Parker has been Spider-Man for some time now. And so he, we really only see him as Spider-Man, save for a couple of moments with, with MJ or something like that. Um, whereas, you know, we got to see Miles get his powers and kind of start developing them and then come into his own, but we see him so much more like, uh, interacting with his mom, interacting with his friends, interacting with, uh, just people around the city that, uh, little moments like this is, is one, what makes Thanksgiving so great. And two, what makes the incorporation of Thanksgiving into this game, so wonderful, especially because you, that's not a that's right. not a holiday you you see typically in games. The point you're you're making that I'm going to add to is that like in comparison to Peter, you essentially get to see Miles as a person because of the family he has, right? So like Peter, he doesn't really have any family left, right? It's you know at this point in the universe a little mini spoiler i know that the first game's been out for six seven years so it's not really a spoiler but aunt may is dead and that's the last family member that he like had like blood family member that he has so so compare that to miles who still has both his parents uh still has multiple friends still has his uncle right um, right. and honestly seems to be a larger part of his community than Peter. Uh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really sure. just for like sure. what you're saying. Uh, we only get to see what Peter shows us of himself, right? Because there's no one else there right. to shed light on who Peter is as a person aside from MJ. I think that's exactly why the, the use of the holiday in this game is so good because like, it's literally 
front and center, like, oh my god, this is Miles' family. Like, you see the interactions between him and his family. And it's and it's actually, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, because this is more your kind of upbringing, you know, with your family and where you've where you came from and all that stuff. But like, I'm pretty sure they were pretty specific and gave, you know, the Puerto Rican food flair for, you know, and they added that into their Thanksgiving meal. And it was like a specific line or two where you're like, Oh yeah. They're like, that makes sense. That's exactly why she would be making this because that's, you know, what she ate when she would celebrate growing up. Yeah, I don't. I, I need to pay more attention because I don't think I saw the food that was included there, or I at least don't remember. It could be... So, so I took a big break well, between, like, uh, playing most of the game oh, okay. and then finishing it, so it might have been in the part that I played a while back. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, like, because, you, you know, you get to see... You get to see his face. They sit down at the at the table, like, because he makes the table with his mother. Genki's there helping set the plates and stuff. And then half the time, while they're doing all this, and, you know, Miles is picking out the, the vinyl record to play in the background, um, I believe his mother is making a Puerto Rican-specific dish. I think it's like a corn, like a corn dish or something that wouldn't normally go with, like, a typical american um thanksgiving meal but it was like i think and i think there's a specific line in there that miles has with his mother where they're like oh yeah no we have to do this like this is this is our favorite we always will we do this every year like this is what we do and it's just because that's you know where they're from and that you know that and that's how they celebrate thanksgiving so just like the little things they do in that, in that game just makes it so so well done and it's just like it's so apparent but again like you don't feel like it's being thrown in your face so you're just like oh yeah this is a family thanksgiving is being used as as essentially a narrative plot point for the game and it's not jumping on anybody's i don't know beliefs i guess is the word so to be like oh hey like you have to do thanksgiving like Boom! Like Spider Man does Thanksgiving, so you you freaking have to do Thanksgiving. It's just like, yep, it's being used in a way that is very well done, and that's. I mean, we've already said it two or three times. Like that was for me one of the more touching moments. Where I was like, well, this is this is real. I'm like this is like that's that's a good good yeah. moment. I'll have right to go there, back and so. see what they made. I love Puerto Rican food. It's 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 not actually very similar to Mexican food, um, which is both good and bad, right? Um, Mostly because, yeah, one, I love yeah. Mexican food, but also Mexican food is just food, so uh, sometimes I like variety. But uh, Puerto Rican food is great, so I'm going to go back and see what, the, what what they had there. I could have sworn there was a, it was a specific like corn dish or something. I can't remember what it is now, but... Um, all right. Let me... So for uh, the next one, let me let me go give you one off my list, since you're you're rattling off uh, the ones that that I had as well. Sure. Um, sure. I'm going to give you... Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, I if you I mean we've talked about in the past that I am not a big big Final Fantasy esque yes. Square Enix. Yes. I, f- I figured uh, I might fan, so I have no idea. I figured I might have it, one that you but... didn't have by putting this one on the list um, cuz I feel like there's a good chance that you're you're going to you're going to win the list. But uh Kingdom Hearts 2 and they have uh, I think it's Christmas Town. 
Um, essentially, The Nightmare Before Christmas oh, um, yeah, yeah, is yeah. one of the worlds that you can visit, right? You can go go be with Jack and Sally and Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, so you kind of get a mixture of both holidays there. You get to go celebrate Halloween, but also mainly celebrate Christmas. Right. Not only do you get to be in the in the town okay. where uh, in the Halloween town that they're all in, but just just like they do right. in the movie, you get to kind of portal out into the actual Christmas town and and uh, in the snow and fight your way through to kind of save this world that's crumbling because of all of the bad stuff happening in the game. No spoilers. No spoilers. Right. Right. No yeah. spoilers for the twenty-year-old <laughs> game. <laughs> I mean, and that's so. Like, that's the thing, though. Too. Like, good that you said no spoilers because I actually do want to play all three of the Kingdom Hearts games. And now that it's available on every which way and whatever platform, right? I mean, I can you're do a big, so. you're um, a relatively big Disney guy, right? So I, I, I'm surprised that you've never played them. Yeah, so part of the reason why I've never played any of them is because up until, what, college, which is now 12 years ago, I didn't have a PlayStation. So it was like I could never right. play Kingdom Hearts. Um, and then once I finally got a PlayStation, it was, you know, I think the first big game I actually played on my PlayStation, which was a PS3, was Batman Arkham ah, Asylum. Choice. So, you know. Same kind of line. So it's like, okay, well... And then I just kind of forgot about Kingdom Hearts at that point because I think it... I think Kingdom Hearts 2 had already come out and had right. been out for a little bit. Yeah, and that's not um, really one that you can just pick up and play, unfortunately. Kingdom Hearts is a series. Right. Even if you just play right. Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3, if you play all three of them, you're missing probably 80% of the story. And that's that's really the tough right. part about Kingdom Hearts. Right. You it's, need to, it's, yeah. That lore is nuts. Yeah. And so that's that's essentially that's exactly why that I'm like okay I need to play these because I like you know I'm a Disney fan because I grew up being around Disney like we my family and I went to Disney World down in Florida almost like once a year I think it got to the point where I think I, I honestly I've been probably about fifteen twenty times to the Florida one and like about twelve or thirteen of them came between the ages of like seven and 18 wow (laughs) i mean i know the numbers don't exactly line up but like yeah i i I went close to probably about 10 times as a kid or maybe just feels that way but like it just it seems like i have been there a lot um and that's not to say that i like i dislike disney or like oh like you know universal versus disney characters or whatever like how dare you like universal stuff but like in terms of quality, it always just seemed to be growing up that, like, the Disney stuff was better um, than all the other stuff. So, okay. yes, I am a Disney fan. I, I do I mean, enjoy no, it. No judgment. There, I so, no yeah. judgment. You're 32 and you still love Disney. I got you. No big deal. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, you might throw some dirt on it and, like, forget about the feelings. Uh, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I, did. I used to like this. Like, I don't like it anymore because I don't watch it. But then... Something will happen in your life where you're, like, shown or you're given the opportunity to see um, a Disney movie again. And you're like, okay, I'll watch it. I remember this and this from it. And then you watch it and you just you go, damn, 
Yeah, so I the, do like it's Disney. these those you the know? Disney stuff always hits different as an adult. It's a whole new perspective you get to have, right? By by revisiting it, right. it it's it's. I mean, it's still good. Like I said, no judgment. I'm, right. I'm a fan over here myself. Um, and, although oh, I, yeah. I think a little less so than you. Maybe, probably, probably. I mean, so, so for the for the listeners that don't know, uh, Steve and I actually met and became friends because of a Disney game. So. That's that's the little uh, background for for our <laughs> our friendship. For those that don't yeah, it'd be, know, it'd be very funny for me to be giving you crap for your Disney fandom after having met you on a on a Disney platform game. Maybe we should do an episode about that. That would be oh, that'd be fun, hilarious. Um, but I digress. Um, but that is so. The fact that there is Disney stuff in Kingdom Hearts is one of the main. Like was was one of the big, and it still is kind of a big reason why I do want to play them. But, like, I don't know. Like, games for me get to a point that if they're around long enough and there's, like, you know, three or so main entries that are, like, high, like highly acclaimed and then they're, like, oh, we're, but there's, like, three more that are also, quote-unquote, canon or main. I always have to take a look at those games because I'm, like, okay, well... There's got to be a connective story tissue between all, you know, however many of them that there are. And if the story is good enough, I don't care what kind of game it is. I, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to play all these. Like, or, or I want to play all of these. So the fact that Disney has such a, you know, a well of different um, universes and different characters that they can pull from. I'm not surprised that uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas was chosen, just because you can do two different holidays, um, and the fact that you know they combined with Square Enix characters, where you're talking like you know fantasy and like m- magic, but not like Disney magic, but like magic stuff, you know. So the story holds up, the gameplay does not. Yeah, then that's fair, but. How much can you expect from a game that came out on, I think, PlayStation 1? Well, I thought it was PS2. Right, at least the first wasn't one. the second one on uh, It might have been PS2. Yeah, the second one was definitely in PS2. Yeah. I think the first one might have come out on PlayStation 1. Though. Oh, yeah, It could be PlayStation sure. 2. I could be wrong on that. Um, either way, game the game came out in the early 2000s. Yes. Uh, so it's it's hard to, to expect that gameplay to right. hold up all these right. years. And then, so just as a recap for everybody... Um, Because I do know, and Steve, you'll laugh at this, but I do know that some of our listeners don't actually play video games. So giving a little bit of a background of the kind of game that we're talking about, um, I just want to be conscious of that. So all three of the games that we have mentioned so far, Batman, Spider-Man, and then Kingdom Hearts, they're all action i'm gonna say action games um kingdom hearts is more of an rpg action I, game. i'd argue the other two so, are so yeah but the, yes I, w- I would almost put like spider-man as like a oh god i want for some reason i'm like it's a platformer because there's just like you're in new york city so you're just like jumping around and doing all this stuff but all three of the games control and are like seen essentially the same way right it's third person perspective so you see the entirety of your character that you're playing as 
and you can run around and you can jump and you can like attack and do stuff. So those are those are the kinds of games that we've already talked about. And so that's what like that's kind of the experience that you'll get if you do play the games is you run around, you jump, you interact with with people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So another game on my list which you did mention earlier that you thought I was going to win this list and I don't think that's possible with how <laughs> Look, it, there's always a this, winner but, and loser in life, um, Josh. It's, it's it's about time you learn that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so uh, another game on my list. It's more of a cheeky one. It doesn't really doesn't really hold up to the these other three that we've already talked about, but um Oh, that was it's my Super last Mario thing. Odyssey. Yeah, that's a <laughs> Oh no. Oh god. We're, We're like almost, almost the, same, the same. Oh my god. It's great. Um and I like I I have it on the list to talk about because like it's just so fun. And the way that they incorporated like winter and it, I, I it's on the list for me because like you can in the most like cute uh, Nintendo character way you can buy a Santa costume and you can put it on Mario and you just literally like run around as Santa Claus and so like there's a whole winter world in the game that is like underneath what like probably like five or six feet of snow so like that's the first area in the winter world is like you walk and when you walk, you actually are like falling into snow because it's so deep. I, I also I, I love the the like Santa costume thing. It's uh, actually one of the things that I also liked about Spider Man is you like you're just playing the game and then suddenly yeah. you're like, hey, I'm in a Santa hat and scarf. And it is. I mean, it is good. And now like Mario Odyssey is a platform like a 3D platforming action game. So again, third person perspective. You can see the character you're playing as but this one isn't really it's not really an rpg but you, i mean you collect stuff i guess but like it's not you don't ever get like upgrades to your character like you are what you are when you right. start the game um but yeah there's a lot of jumping around and again like the environments are very vibrant it's very colorful um i would say in terms of difficulty Mario is probably a lot easier compared whoa, to these whoa, other whoa, three whoa, games whoa. that we already talked about. Whoa. Well, okay. The majority, the majority. I don't know what Mario game games you are easy. playing, but I'm out here just dying. I'm out here just whoa. like like offing Mario left and right. There is there's never been a Mario game that I found easy. Okay. All right. I just might compare to the other three games that we, I mean, that uh, you, you, the other ones have difficulty on. mode, don't they? You can you can you can play them on what is basically a story mode. You can. Mario, you just got to go. You can. I mean, yeah, but Mario there's no there's no concept of like lives, right? If you die, you just lose coins. If you have zero coins, you just like die and start right, back. Right. Well, I mean, the other games so, there's, like, there's not necessarily you know, uh, lives. There's you know HP. If you run out of HP, then you have to restart at the last checkpoint. But I mean, like true. I'd say the difference for me is going to be with the other games. As you progress, you you kind of level up and get stronger naturally, right? So even though the game is getting harder, you are progressing with the game, and therefore it should kind of balance out. Um. So if you find something that's difficult you can just go and do something else to level up and then come back to it and it's going to be a little easy 
easier. That's not going to happen in Mario. Mario, as you said, you you kind of you you end the game kind of in the same way you start. So if you don't get better as the game gets harder, then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> you are right. I think we're legitimately at this point talking about skill level at this point. So I didn't want. I don't want to. Explain I, 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 honestly, I just, I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to argue semantics with you. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna go all the way down that hallway. You know, to 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 argue it, but. Uh, I mean, right, I'm I'm currently playing a Mario game right now. So, um, and to to bring in difficulty levels, I don't think this one's that hard either. The one that I'm currently playing, but Oof. but people might think otherwise. So I guess you know I'm not gonna harp on it too much. But at least to me and conceptually, even though it is as you just described, almost exactly like these other three games. To me, there's not there's not as much of a oh shit moment like i'm gonna die like oh god i have to do this completely perfect in order to like get past it like for me with mario it's just like oh cool like you know there's this game concept that the developers want you to like try out and quote-unquote like master by the end of whatever world um you know go try it out like you're gonna die like it's fine but like that's not the point it's just like you know, keep like exploring and doing whatever and you'll get there eventually. Um, I guess I just don't have that mindset when I'm playing those other games. Um, so, but anyway, let's get back to that winter world because I think it's funny in this, in Mario Odyssey specifically, because the winter world environment has, I think they're bears, but they're like balls of bears. Like they're just like, really 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 round bears and so one of the well the the main added gameplay mechanic to mario odyssey is that you can quote unquote take control of different creatures and on this on this world you take control of the bouncing bears so not only can you be santa claus and run around all these environments where Santa Claus should never be outside of, you know, the winter world. Um, you can also just like take control of a bouncing bear who wears a hat and a nice like scarf and a sweater. And you can like race in the snow against other bears. Like it's just the most wintry thing I think I've ever encountered. Just like a child's like dream of like playing in the snow kind of a thing. I'm like, okay, I'm, like this is. This is fun. A little bouncing bear time. This is a good time. Yeah, that's a great game. It is. That's like one of my favorite games I think I've ever played. Um, so yeah, that's on my list. That was on your list. So do you have one more? Um, I mean, I have some honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like they're not as... It's the, the one I'm thinking of specifically, not as Christmassy, but again, this is one that just like happens to take place. Okay over christmas and that's and that's yakuza oh, yeah. i believe all of the yakuza games actually uh I, I think it's like like a tradition for the games um that they they all take place around christmas yeah. um, would that be just des- i think there there might be some that don't but most of them do would that be described as like a 3d fighting game 
Um, or is it more like a GTA, like you know, action RPG? Adventure? I would, I would put it closer to GTA. Okay. It's, uh, I don't know, it's very Hitman, right? Um, okay, okay. Um, in, in that kind of in that kind of realm, they're good games. They're not my favorite. I the, the, the reason I put them as honorable mentions is just because they they happen to take place around that time. So they don't do anything um, with. Like they don't do anything to incorporate it, other than like, oh yeah, it's around Christmas time. Yeah, no, no, not that I can remember honestly. Um, it's uh, I haven't I haven't played all of them, and uh, I haven't played the the ones I haven't played any of them in a while. But gotcha. I just remember them being like, oh, we it's it's close to Christmas. But then how about this bloody massacre we're about to put everyone through? Yeah, yeah. The one thing I know about the Yakuza stuff is like everybody loves it because it's like essentially like a Hitman or a GTA. But, like, there's just, like, swords. And you can just, like, you know, like, it's just, like, it's what it is. But, like, you're like, oh, it's a modern day thing. But it's not. Like, I'm going to run over the sword and, like, stab people in back alleys. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there, there's guns and stuff, too. Yeah. It's, it's They're good games. I have friends who, who love them. Um, if, if what you're really looking for is action, they're, they're going right. to be right, right. right up your alley. But, again, this is another game that is essentially almost... No, I will say it. It's literally the same kind of setup, right? Third person perspective. You're running around. You're jumping. You're fighting, and it's yeah. It's like all the other ones is almost. It's kind of funny. Um, all right, so I do have one more um, on my list, and it is completely different. All right, go for it. Now you might think I. You might think I'm cheating with. With this yeah, you to do that a lot. Well, you might. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Just because we like, we talk all through, of the like, listeners the know by now. All of the listeners know by now that you make the rules and then you cheat. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey now. I play by the books. I'm a completionist. I finish this stuff. You know, I don't. I don't try to find the glitches. I just, I just, I'm so good that they just come to me. That's what it is. But. The last game on my list is Animal Crossing. That's that's cheating. That is that is that is. Um, okay, actually, that's not, I, actually that's not true. I, I will give you that one, and that's uh, mainly because Animal Crossing is kind of a living, breathing yes game. So like that, it's all events. Right. The whole game is events. So that was going so, to be my. That was going to be one of my starting points as to why I think it should be included is because like. You know, Animal Crossing is like a a life simulator, however you want to describe it, right? You're like, you pay off your mortgage, you like meet neighbors, you. But it's all so much more than that. But compared to like something like The Sims or any other type of game that is like Animal Crossing, the way that they do holidays and other like in-game events is so it's just so much bigger in Animal Crossing like they make it a thing to which like you're like okay yeah 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 I have to play like this day but then I also have to play like later on because whatever I did before is going to change my experience later on so an example of it for Thanksgiving Animal Crossing has a character and it's a turkey I don't remember the name. I think it's Gobbles. I'm just going to put Gobbles out there. I don't know if it's actually Gobbles. Um, But he only shows up 
for like a week. And it's always the week of Thanksgiving that he shows up. And when he shows up, there are um, house items, um, you know, just regular like life tools and other things that you can collect, purchase, exchange to like help your your character progress further or decorate your home in a certain style. Um, but to get the items that Gobbles needs, you have to collect the stuff earlier on in the month. So it's almost like a two-step, like holidays are like a two-step thing where they're like, okay, we're going to introduce you to this concept of collecting things. We're not going to tell you what they're for, but like you're just going to collect them and you'll you'll get them by doing like normal in-game stuff. And then, boom, like we're just going to like drop, drop, drop this character in this like holiday event without telling you until you get into the game and like look at the calendar and it says in the calendar like, Hey, like Thanksgiving week or like Gobbles is here. Like go find him. And then you go, oh crap, that's what all this collectible stuff was for. Like I wonder what I can get. Now that's just one example. Like Christmas is a whole other thing. There's like a snowman that you literally have to like make in the in the snow. So you have to like run around and like build the perfect three three level snowman and then he gives you items. Um I think th- there's a reindeer instead of Santa Claus. So, like, he gives presents out, but you can also, like, shoot presents out of the sky and give them to your neighbors for specific, like, holiday-themed things. So, like, to me, Animal Crossing does does holidays very well because it makes you it makes you want to play, but it's a game that you don't necessarily feel like you have to play, right? Cuz the whole point is to like relax and just like do your own thing at your own speed. But like, oh my god, this holiday's coming up. What's going to happen? Like, ooh, ooh, I'm going to have to do like six different things and then like I wonder what my results going to be from it. The game as a whole is all about revolving seasons, right? Like and and with yes. the seasons comes the holidays. Yeah. And honestly, like each season, each holiday, everything that's happening out here in the real world it provides a whole new game experience within Animal Crossing. And it's it's literally like every time a new holiday shows up, every time a new season starts, it's basically starting a whole new game. Right. You're you're not having to like start with a whole new loan necessarily or a new whole new house, but uh the the things that are available to do, items that are available to get, it's all brand new. Yeah, that's why I see people put hundreds upon hundreds of hours into Animal Crossing and then just, like, never get tired of it. Oh, hold up, only hundreds of hours? Who do you who do you know that <laughs> only, plays that little? Only hundreds of hours. Oh, my God. Do you want to know the power of Animal Crossing? My, my wife, all she would play growing up was The Sims, which is fine. Sims is great. Um, I introduced her to Animal Crossing, the, the newest one that came out three years ago. Yeah, it was right in the beginning. It was literally the pandemic when it came out. Um, I introduced it to her. Of course, we you know we all had time because it's pandemic. Um, she has, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be way under on my estimate. She has at least twelve hundred hours on Animal Crossing. Jeez, 
I mean, over At three least. years, it's not ridiculous, but for one game, that is pretty yeah. absurd. Well, and, you know, and so and like that, those kinds of games are her speed. So like, she has Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is literally the same thing, <laughs> but it's Disney. And I mean, she, you know, she loves Disney, which, you know, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make an assumption that most people love Disney. So you know, she got that game. I think she has close to like 800 hours on that one so like you know that's her kind of game but like it was always very cool and i got excited seeing like her face when she would jump into the game and she wouldn't like like of course she knows what holidays are coming up and whatnot but like she you know she has no idea for the majority of them like what's gonna happen or what she needs to do so like being able to like talk about holiday events in animal crossing with her was like nuts because then it's like okay cool like we have three weeks like you know until like the big big part of the event occurs like can we do it like can we get everything that we need you know so it became like a little extra thing to like do and to like bond over so it was was a cool like family bonding experience so it's it's that game is very good i i would highly suggest anybody checking it out if 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 not any of these other games we talked about animal crossing is probably probably the one that i would push the hardest for people to to try and pick up if they wanted to off of the stuff that we've talked about today so yeah i mean that's a that's a solid pick i'd say uh i i agree that you you cheated a bit but i'll give you this one uh, in my benevolence well, so do you do you <laughs> Do you have any other honorable mentions, or was that the entirety of yours? Um, there's one more honorable mention. Uh, I will say with the caveat, I've never played this game, but I will mention it on here just because um, I have a lot of friends who are very into the game, um, and I will shout it out just for them. Uh, that's Meta- Metal Gear 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I've never played any of the Metal Gear series, but I hear about it nonstop from some of my best friends. Um, okay. And apparently that Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake uh, does mm-hmm. have uh, a section that takes place on Christmas Eve where you have to stop oh. a nuclear mech attack. Oh, what's better than that? Are you kidding I mean, me? save the holidays. Who doesn't want to save Christmas? Right? Oh, my God. Sign me up. Yeah, so that's just that's my final shout out of a honorable mention, um, especially because Dang. I mean Metal Gear as a series is classic, yeah. right? It's so well known, so well, so known. well known. So just shout it out, even though I've never played it. Now that I think they're coming out with a remake next year for that. That's when I will finally start to play it. <laughs> right. God, and I'm not gonna lie, I have never played any Metal Gear games at all either, but I. I know who's I know I know who Snake is, so I'm like okay. I think the first game that I really was like I need to play all these was um oh god what is the Phantom Liberty whatever the one that came out on PS4 um where he's like old like he's an older he's an older Snake okay I think it's I think it, I think it was Solid Snake or I think it was Metal Gear Four I think it was Four. Um, but that that was the first one where I saw like gameplay of it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I really should play this game." And then I never got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's 
my friends actually recently made me watch uh last action hero which uh from my understanding has some sort of uh relevance to the metal gear series i believe metal gear may have be based off of it or vice versa either way okay um okay i'm I'm actually i'm looking forward to them remaking them just because i want i want to be in the know finally i want to play but i also don't want to deal with the side scrolling 16 bit graphics yeah yeah the first one was uh a bit tough i've seen gameplay of that and i'm like wow i can't believe that this became a thing off of this game but you know people find a way all right, I think that's going to do it for us for this episode. Uh, this was fun. Again, I, I'm super psyched for this. Holiday season is upon us. I hope everybody enjoys their uh, respective holidays. And, uh, you know, be happy. Be around family. Love everybody. Have a good time. Um, I am Josh. I have uh, accounts on Kick and Twitch as Inquisitive Rain. So if you want to catch me there. You can find me there. I also have a YouTube channel. I have a Twitter. Uh, I have a Discord server. Pretty quiet. But again, all the same name, Inquisitive Rain. Find me if you want. If you want to just listen in here, that's great too. Love hearing from you. Love every one of you. Uh, and Steve, always love talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, and we'll see you next time, guys. 